This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. You're tuned into the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM 89.0. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Again, the aim of this program, taking place each Wednesday over the next six weeks, is to allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. The key ground rule is the candidates are allowed a maximum of 15 minutes to answer my questions. Welcome to the 2021 by-election interviews, Naomi Pocock. Thank you very much. So tell us about your background. Uh, so personal background, I have a PhD in social science. I uh, spent eight years at Peach Grove Play Centre. I have three young boys who are now all at school. And this is my opportunity to make a difference for their future uh, and I stood in the general election under the Opportunities Party and this is about bringing some of that good solid policy into the local government level, um, talking about you know, urban design, etc. Why have you decided to stand in the council by-election for Hamilton East, uh, given it is, I guess, a bit different to um, contesting the general election? Yes. Uh, so I looked through the uh, Hamilton City's 10-year plan and other plans, and I was quite shocked by the lack of vision in terms of the way that we want this city to develop. It's based on more sprawl across productive farmland, which creates isolated um, isolation in communities rather than bringing, pr- creating heart at the centre of the city. So top stands stood on housing and housing is a big issue in New Zealand as we all know and we want cities to be vibrant and safe and sustainable and I think Hamilton's plans don't reflect that. It is quite a controversial consideration at the moment that uh, people are arguing between building up and building out it is it feels like sort of a 50-50 argument how would you approach it to make people realize uh, that in your opinion uh, building up would work better mm, that's a good question i think the thing about building up is it needs to be done well you know we don't want to just build up like they have in some you know countries around the world and there's no sense of community there's no nice amenities for people cycleways walkways it doesn't feel like a nice place to live what we do want to do is follow say for example more european model where the building up the centralization of people in the city provides them with a nice attractive lifestyle uh, and for people of all walks of stages in life is really important so when we are talking about this what we need to be talking about it from a urban design perspective. We need to be listening to those urban design experts and building the city up in a way that is going to create a nice lifestyle for the people who are living in those apartments, etc. How do you think it's working at the moment in the CBD? There is a lot of um, high-rise buildings being constructed, mm. or at least four storeys or mm. higher. But um, some people are finding themselves priced out of that situation as Mm. well, which is obviously not 
the intention of people who are promoting uh, building up. Mm. I mean, housing is a you know is a very complex situation in New Zealand, and some of the issues sit at a national level. Uh, for the context of this particular discussion, in terms of the Hamilton City Council, I think we do need to have a stronger plan. Uh, in place about how we can make the city an attractive place for those people in those apartments to live. Uh, In terms of the pricing, like you were saying about people being priced out of the market, I think that that conversation needs to happen at a national level. You know, the demand versus the supply of housing in this nation. There are things that can be done, but not so much at a city council level. What has the current council elected in 2019 been doing well, do you think? Um, I think they, were, they seem to be working well together, particularly in, uh, you know, in contrast to some of the other councils around the nation. Uh, you know, I think they seem to be quite a cohesive unit, which is necessary. You know, we can have differences of opinion, but we need to be able to collaborate with each other and think creatively and you know, have those critical discussions. What decisions has the current council made that you have not been so happy with? Well, as I say, these these long-term plans, there is a lack of vision in those. This this notion of let's just keep sprawling uh, is, is not conducive to a sustainable, vibrant and safe inner city. Uh, and, and it's not and it's not conducive to to strong communities either you know so so we need to be thinking about city design I think that New Zealand is going to be uh, sorry Hamilton is going to be New Zealand's future hub as other councils longer term are dealing with things like sea level rise around this nation New Zealand uh, Hamilton has the potential to be the hub of New Zealand it's also the corner of the Golden Triangle. So it's really important that we have a visionary plan for this city going forward. And there's not one in writing that I've seen so far. The long-term plans are devised currently with months of negotiations and of uh, planning and of proposals. Mm. How do you think we could change the nature of conversation mm. and communication in a way that we could a, a council could potentially achieve more from the long-term plan process yes so i think you know a big part of this is the lack of engagement from citizens in the planning process um and yeah there's a lot of conversation happening and, and my slogan is less less talking more walking so let's listen to the experts let's you know Create a, create a plan and then let's implement that plan. Let's not keep talking around the edges and tinkering. So a part of that is the resident's voice. That's so important. And I think they did a pretty good job recently of sending out, you know, what do you think about the city's future, et cetera, and there was a lot of engagement, which is, which is great. I, one of my things is, is the concept of citizens' assemblies where you have... Uh, representative um, selection of the population that represents the the city uh, engaging in some of these conversations um, through citizens assemblies. They've worked well overseas and I think that that is a good way to get more engagement from the residents buy-in and then also you know their feedback and their voice and making sure that we're including 
that as part of the recommendations and not just listening to you know, the people who have the power. It's complicated because people, um, you know, the majority of people don't vote anyway. Correct. So as yeah. th- a demographic representation of mm. Hamilton already, mm. arguably the bod- body of the council. Mm. So then to expect the public to get involved with mm. a a body which they feel doesn't demographically represent mm. them is is an uphill battle, mm. isn't it? It is, and I think, uh, yeah, that's why the other slogan on my on my billboard is "Vote Today" because we want more people voting, we want more people having a voice in these local elections, we want more people taking an interest, we want more people feeling engaged in the democratic process, and the fact that they're citizens of a city that they have a voice in that, and that, that is crucial. That is a, that is one of my number one things. So they've put it on my billboard. You know, we need people engaging and. Uh, there are various ways to do that you know we need council more perhaps more out in the community and having conversations and taking that civic responsibility to engage their citizenship in the decisions that they're making tell us your thoughts on the controversial innovating streets trial that happened on ross trevor street and ward street in the hamilton cbd um, can you give me some more information? So that was the uh, project which took place over three months or so involving Ward Street and Ross Trevor Street. Mm-hmm. Ross Trevor Street was closed to uh, vehicular traffic passing mm. through, so it was people using active modes of transport like bicycles and scooters and mm. walking by foot. Mm. Um, Ward Street was still open to traffic, but it was slowed down a lot more. Mm. Um, parking spaces were removed and it was mm. made uh, in general a lot more of a pedestrian friendly space mm. but um, some businesses were concerned mm. because uh, cars weren't able to park mm. right outside uh, mm. where they intend to direct their custom mm. so yeah I was just wondering um, what your thoughts on that were I mean, I think it's good to trial things in a city and and I think the most important thing in a project like that is to collect hard data so that you can then make decisions that are based on actual evidence rather than an individual's opinion on what they experienced in that space. Um, I also think that anything like this, it's not up to individual councillors to make a call because each person comes with their own biased perspective. So with anything like that, I think it's a matter of gathering the data, you know, finding out how it went, what were the impacts, and then making the decision to go forward. Yes, so Council are now asking for um, public feedback mm-hmm. on how the project went. Mm. Ross Trevor Street has opened back up again. Mm. Uh, a lot of the changes have been removed from Ward Street, so things are getting back to normal as they were before, mm. um, more or less dominated by cars. Mm. But people have until the 12th of July mm. to give their give their feedback. Mm. And then even then, I guess it's arguable that... Um, uh, council will be able to actually act on those uh, that That's information. Right. And so that to, that comes down to your research methodology, right? Like, were they collecting the data at that time of over the trial, or are they now just asking for retrospective feedback? I understand they were collecting data as yeah. well, but um, yeah, 
I mean, yeah, I, I would need to look into, in order to comment on this, you know, from a research perspective, I would need to, to look into the depth of the research that took place, including the methodology and whether it was effective. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to go either way on that at this point because it would just be based on my own personal experience. Fair call. What are your priorities if you were to get a seat on council? My priority is to gather together those expert voices to have those conversations around how we're going to make this city a vibrant, safe and sustainable city going forward. As I said, I think Hamilton is New Zealand's future hub and I think we need to be making good decisions now for now and into the future to ensure that people have a you know, it's an attractive lifestyle proposition for people and it's not just plonking people in houses or plonking people in apartments without thinking about the wider community. Lastly, why should residents of Hamilton East vote for you? Because I'm a person who gets things done. Uh, so, you know, once we have that expertise and that expert voice and that vision going forward, I would imp- ensure that it actually happened. So I'm a person who, you know... Once I get stuck into something, I go crazy on it. (laughs) Thank you, Naomi Pocock, for coming on the 2021 by-election interviews on Free FM. And thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Hamilton City Council is, of course, holding a by-election in Hamilton East following the death of Councillor Margaret Forsyth. The aim of this programme is to... uh, allow by-election candidates to inform you, the voter, about who they are and what they stand for. You can listen to this episode via podcast on freefm.org.nz or any of your favourite podcast platforms. I'll be back with you next Wednesday at 1pm for interviews with three more candidates. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.